Okay, communique number six, uh, Sunday night, the, what the hell day is it, September something, last week of the month, uh, September 21st, wow, 30 days past September, hmm, nine days left in the month of September to continue our wretched work, well, it's not really wretched, uh, hang on, I gotta put this down and go, uh, I'll be back. Okay, yeah, I know that was a hell of a break. I was gone for quite a while, at least 20 seconds, but what do I care? It's a seven-minute broadcast. If you don't want to listen, pff, turn the damn thing off. If a little dead air time is getting in the way of your enjoyment, I think you're living in too fast a cycle, my friend. Now that I've chastised all you people out there with a five-second time frame, let's move on to tonight's topic. Interesting day. Interesting day in the campaign. Let's see, my buddy Chris and I, took a little drive up to Gainesville, Georgia, to attend a Democratic rally, of all things. A rally in Gainesville for Democrats. Believe me, uh, as many people expressed their shock and amazement at the idea as they were there, as I have just now. As a matter of fact, at the Democratic rally, Chris, my good buddy, and I were questioned as to our identities. Uh, people wanted to know if we were, in fact, candidates for office, because candidates for office were expected to arrive at the rally. We told them, sadly, no, we're not running for political office. We are, in fact, here to meet a guy. And we didn't tell them the name of the guy we were looking to meet because they really didn't need to know. So we wandered about. And the uh, Mountain Center in Gainesville is quite nice. I mean, it's not a huge venue. Uh, the main room with folding chairs seats a maximum, I think, maybe of, oh, I don't know, 900, maybe 1,000. Uh, but there was room for booths along both back walls uh, so that various and sundry 527s and other advocacy groups had a place to pass out their literature and see if there were any among the faithful who were interested in their brand of democracy, or at least Democrats. Uh, gay folks were there. Uh, uh, youth for Obama was there. Uh, the Saxby Shameless crew was there. Interesting folks, those guys. Uh, DNC was there. And there was uh, t-shirt sales in the lobby. I bought two t-shirts, actually, because two of my very dear friends are, in fact, rabid fucking Democrats. I know. But, you know, they're dear friends of mine. They only get a little crazy during an election cycle. And it's certainly nothing to hold over their heads. I, I mean, God, if, if I hold it over their heads, they can hold it over my head. And that's an endless cycle. We don't want to go there. So, anyway, today's venture was... Uh, Strictly seeking additional capital so we can continue our program uh, against Saxby Shambles because we want to out attack at him. He introduced really negative attack ads in Georgia in the Senate race six years ago where he ran against the incumbent, a guy named Max Cleveland. Now, Max, crazy dude, but not a bad dude, you know. Max got messed up in Vietnam. He lost both legs and an arm. He was a good senator, bad senator, doesn't matter. You know, I mean, the things that 
Saxby tarred him with in that campaign cycle really wouldn't bear up under secondary or tertiary level scrutiny. You know, it, it, his stellar centerpiece advertisement, the thing that unseated Max, was an insinuation that Max was somehow or other not invested in the security of this country in 2002. It was an incredibly bold lie. Anyway, I digress. Uh, the nature of the trip today was to uh, garner additional support and some funding so that we can continue our own little libertarian brand of attack ads as we attempt to remove Mr. Shambliss from his seat as an august senator. Now let me tell you something. In the last 10 days, I've met two guys running for Senate. Two guys. I ain't met the third one yet, the guy who is the senator. But if the two guys I met who are running for the job are any indication of the guy, of the caliber of the guy who has the job, there's just no way I can be diplomatic about this. I mean, and so I shall hold my tongue. That is not the meaning and nature of, our, of these communiques. These communiques have a purpose in mind, and that purpose is to affect change. And a good friend of mine often says to me, you know, when you start feeling the pain, stop shooting yourself in the foot. Why in hell do we continually send a Democrat or a Republican up to the hill? The same thing happens to each and every one of them. It is inevitable, it seems. They become corrupt. The money, the power, the fame, the, the glory goes to their heads. They begin to think that, by God, they're better humans than we are. And we live in America, the United States thereof, you know, where everyone is equal. Ain't none of us better than the rest. Ain't none of us better than the rest. That is the basic philosophical argument that this country stands on and stands for. There are no elites. Anyway, in our political class, class it seems that perhaps uh, some people are not paying attention to this basic tenet of Americanism. They get elected, they go to the Hill, they meet some lobbyists, they meet some fellow lawmakers, this more senior guy is doing this, if you play along you can do that. Before you know it, you know, you're your brother-in-law is getting a subsidy from the federal government that he didn't get before. You know, maybe your son picks up a high-dollar job with a lobby outfit in Chicago that works on the mercantile board whose entire business is agribusiness. Maybe you're fortunate enough to sit upon, oh, I don't know, say the Senate, well, the Agricultural Committee, where you're maybe the ranking member, and you can influence legislation that gets to the committee or influence legislation that gets out of the committee. You know, maybe there's an opportunity for you to manipulate the legislation, legislative process, if not for your own direct benefit, for the direct benefit of those near and dear to you. And then there's the issue of, what do you do with the lobbyist money? You gotta put it in your damn campaign fund. That's how a one-term senator from Georgia can get $10 million for his re-election campaign? Two months ago, Saxby had $10 million. That stuff just fall out of the sky? Was he walking along, going down to the mailbox to check? Oh, look at this. Honey, there's a bag of money at the mailbox. It's, oh, two and a half million. 
and it has a little card on it. It says, with love from oh, the special interests. You know, because they're special. They have special needs. There's things they need that they want you to get them. And most of it involves somebody else's money. Oh, what the hell, it's not that much. Racetrack, racehorse owners, 112 million bucks for racehorse race owners. That's not that big a percentage deal. The freaking farm bill was $300 billion, but even that, to be honest with you, has been dwarfed by the events of Thursday and Friday of last week. Now the imperial federal government is talking about throwing $700 billion at Wall Street fat cats. I mean, is there anything that says Republican more than investment banker? Barack's got that right. Unfortunately for Barack, on the flip side of the coin, are the freaking people that have been populating the management at Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Lo and fucking behold, even during a Republican administration, Republican administration, there are Democrats sitting on that board. Two of them come to mind, Tim Johnson and Franklin D. Reigns. You know, between the two of those guys, their severance packages were $30 million. $30 million severance packages. Maybe we shouldn't raise our eyebrows at that. I mean, after all, they were private companies. Private companies with a cachet of a government guarantee, and lo and behold, you know, after writing all that bad paper and cooking them books, so they got their bonuses, both outfits wound up flat on their faces. And who got to step in and pick up the freaking tab? You did. And I did. And that ain't right. That ain't right. Franklin Reigns and Tim Johnson run off with $30 million of my goddamn money. Got the fucking balls to give a million of it. Oh, what million? a million to Barack to campaign with, join his campaign as motherfucking advocates and consultants and experts giving advice and guidance, what were they telling him? Yo, yo, Barack, you want to steal a hundred billion dollars? Here's how you do it. What you do is you get Congress to enact some legislation that forces banks to loan money to people who shouldn't get it, who ain't going to pay it back. Oh, fuck no. No way. Ain't going to happen. And then the taxpayer can pick up the difference. We can pick up the difference. Those of us at work can pick up the difference. That ain't right. Yeah, that ain't right. Mm. Well, I must have been passionate about tonight's subject, but I've already run to 11 minutes, and that's way too long. So, communicate number six is over. I'll eventually tomorrow i guess talk more about today's political experiences which were intriguing it was a fine time and a fine time was had by all and i got two barack obama t-shirts and got my picture made on a cell phone with a cardboard cutout of him so now there's photographic evidence that i in fact have stood next to a cardboard cutout of barack obama i'm so proud of him. i mean he's the man you know i met two senators in the last two weeks i ain't met a presidential candidate yet so we'll leave that Leave it on that note. And maybe by midweek sometime in the future when I get all the communiques posted, P 
people can come by and listen. You want to download one as a podcast? Fine. That's a buck. All right. The money's going to the Alan Buckley campaign for Senate here in Georgia. Oh, and this is the first time this phrase will be uttered on the public airwaves or the internet podcast. The 13% solution. Signing off. This is Shane Bruce, communicating number six. Night, Jimmy. <laughs>